Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one painful minute at a time. I'm Robin, and joining us one more time are the hosts of Rocky Minute, Doug and Jason. Welcome back. Hey, man. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hey. What's up? Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> is that Rocky on here? Or is that... That's right. Okay. Uh, this is Minute 42 of The Karate Kid. It begins with the breaking of bones whoa, and ends dude. with... Skeletons slowly reanimating. I see what you did there. All right. So so we kind of pick up mid-fight. We got Bobby and Tommy falling to the ground uh, after something that was even painful in real life. (laughs) And then then we have Dutch going after uh, Miyagi. Um, Some trivia here. The skeleton fight scene endured numerous takes. Because the actors complained that Fumio was hitting them too hard, <laughs> which caused the scene to lose some of the choreography and authenticity. So Fumio told the director uh, that he, if he could use his own students, they would get the shot in one take. Uh, the director agreed, and they shot the fight scene successfully in one take. So a lot of these guys in this like real fast uh, punching and mm. kicking around, these are actually... Uh, Fumio students. Except one Johnny, of them, I guess. Yeah, I think Johnny's the only one that isn't. One of the students, just so you know, is a descendant of King of the Frontier, Davy Crockett. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this guy's name is David Crockett, uh, and he is now known as Sensei David Crockett, and he teaches karate right now in Orange County, in, uh, in California. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah, so you can take... take uh, karate lessons from sensei david crockett wow. you know since you since you mentioned a bald cap in the last minute at yeah. second three when he's when he's uh taking care of dutch you you really really get it yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it's looking very fake <laughs> mm-hmm. here's I, I have a major problem with this here minute with this here sequence yeah um, miyagi makes quick work of these guys right <laughs> yep i understand that Miyagi has been studying karate for a long time. He's an old man, right? Mm-hmm. He beats these guys up like like they're a bunch of amateurs. Like <laughs> these guys are all black belts. Like there's no way that the, the Miyagi. I don't care how long he's been studying karate. He's an old man. These are these are five, six. How many there? Five. One, two, three, four, five. There's four the, of them. What? Wait, Johnny, Bobby, Jimmy, Tommy. Dutch. Okay, five. So, so these are five young black belts, right? I'm not saying right. they should beat Miyagi up. I think they should, <laughs> but <laughs> it should be a better fight than this. These aren't like these aren't amateurs here. These are black belts in karate getting their butts handed to them <laughs> by by this old man who who, like I said, if this was Miyagi fighting a bunch of amateurs, I would understand. But he's not fighting a bunch of amateurs. Yeah. Like these guys, this, this is terrible. Like if I'm Daniel and I'm laying the ground, like, and I see, see how easy I like, I get back up and get in the fight here. Like these guys, this, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like this should not be this easy. These are, these are not amateur fighters. These, 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 these guys should be no, they should be better than this is what I'm basically getting at. I guess. I, I don't know. They're teenagers. I don't know how much they're experience they think they've had. 
there there are karate naysayers that say like any martial art where you can get a black belt before you're 18 years old isn't a real martial art. I, mm. I agree with you a thousand percent. I my I, I just had like a couple family members, like my cousin, um, <laughs> his son just got his black belt in Taekwondo, which you know, whatever. Might as well just whatever, just go to Walmart and buy a black belt. He gets the black belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> If anybody listening is like a Taekwondo master, please don't come beat me up. But there might be. So my my cousin's kid is like, I think he's like 12. He's like a black belt in Taekwondo. He's like, you got to see this kid. He's this tiny little kid. Um, And then I was just, two weeks ago, I was hanging out with a friend of mine from college. And his son just got a black belt in Taekwondo. And then this afternoon, my my kid plays with all the kids in the neighborhood. I got a lot of kids in my neighborhood. And um, one of their fathers... Who's a, who's also a police officer somewhere else? I was outside this afternoon, and me and him were hanging out outside, and the kids were playing. And he was like, "Oh, they, we, I got to take them. They got Taekwondo today at like 4:30." I was like, "Oh, they're doing Taekwondo." He's like, "Yeah, I just got them started in or whatever." And then I wanted to be like, "Like, that's pretty much useless. Like, why, why, why even bother? You know, like <laughs> it's like there's not too many much more useless martial arts for kids growing up than Taekwondo." You know, if you want to, unless you want to do like shows and, and go in the Olympics and you know just whatever, but. I, I agree with your statement there, Doug. They, they, you know, I don't want to say anymore because I don't want people coming to my house to, to beat me up. <laughs> yeah, you got There's going to be a taekwondo gang like hanging out. We're not, we're not gaining any new listeners to Rocky Minutes this week. That's all we're saying. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying that look, all martial arts are good. They teach discipline. They teach yeah. respect. They teach kids how to defend themselves to an extent. But there's just some that are better than others. Okay. And I just feel like if you're going to take your kid, like unless your purpose is to to study like my friend from college he put he's korean and taekwondo's korean so he put he wanted his kid to follow the culture because i pretty much you know i was had a couple beers and pretty much told him how useless taekwondo was for his kid <laughs> but he spent he spent like the first half hour telling me how proud he was of his kid getting a black belt in taekwondo and then i spent the next half hour telling him how useless taekwondo is in the real world <laughs> I so, mean, the real test is if you cha- challenge these, ch- these children to a fight and see if, see how well you turn out. That, that is true. <laughs> but, but I uh, think jujitsu kicks Taekwondo's ass any day of the week. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I, I'm just, I wish I knew more. I, <laughs> my, my co-host is actually uh, into the martial arts. Uh, I think he's got a little Taekwondo, but he, but he did it like when he was, he was a young kid, like, like who you're talking about. Uh, so he's got experience in that way as well. But um, yeah, I mean, what a week for him to be off. Yeah, I know, I know, right. Great conversation. So if, you, if you're putting your kid like like my friend put him in there to study, like because the, they do a lot of Korean culture, stuff like that. So if you're putting your kid in there for other reasons other than the fact that like I like I'm when my kid is old enough to, to start and and certain things are over in the world or under mm-hmm. control in the world. Um, are you talking about like when the Pepsi, eh, Pepsi eh, wars eh, are over? Because this what? is like 84. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I'm putting my kid in jujitsu because the research that I've done, the videos that I've watched, the, the it just it seems like that if you want to give your kid the chance to to defend himself in any circumstance, like that's that's the one, right? Mm-hmm. I, so if you're if you're saying I want my kid to just, like I want my kid to go to martial arts because I want him to be able to fight and be able to defend himself throughout his entire life, and I'm sending my daughter. My daughter's going to go to taek to uh, jujitsu. See, I'm wrapped up in taekwondo now. Like mm-hmm. jujitsu it. It, because I want her to be able to defend herself from rapists, you know? So yeah, yeah. like, so if, if it's, if, it, if your reason is you want your kid to be able to defend themselves and to have confidence to fight and be able to win in any situation, Taekwondo is not it. And I went to karate 
Cherico's school karate shout out and Carteret. Um, <laughs> and it, it's not, it doesn't do, it's not that. It's, it's not for that. You, you do the, the kata, they have the kata. You ever, yeah. do, you ever you, out of, the kata? What, what, come on. Any martial <laughs> art dancing. is dancing. If my co-host is screaming right now as he's listening. <laughs> if you want, if you want your kids to learn to learn discipline and respect and stuff, you really pick a martial art because they they will all teach you that. Yeah. But I gotta agree with Jay. If, you know, ninety five, ninety nine point nine percent of fights end up on the ground, and karate ain't helping you when it gets to the ground. Jujitsu will. And, and furthermore, listen, um, when you go to karate, and and I'm telling you, I've been in, in a karate tournament. When I was a kid, I went to karate tournaments. I I went to karate class, and I've also gone to jujitsu classes. And and one of the major differences is when you go to karate class, you're not punching, you're not going full on. Like I'm not hitting you, kicking you, punching with all my might. So so the practice is not as realistic because you're you're stopping that contact. You you know you're trained yeah. in karate classes. You're trained to to punch, but to stop a couple inches before the face because you're not in a real fight. When you go to jujitsu. You're you're really fighting each other. Like there's no there's no holding back. Like there's no you know halfway. You know there's it's a hundred percent all the time. And that's what you want. You know if you're training, if you're practicing for a real fight, you want to be in a situation where that that mimics a real fight. And you can really do you can do that in a jujitsu class. You can't do that in a karate class. I think for my girls, I'm going to give them a can of mace and and roll them in soccer. That way they know how to kick really well. There you go. <laughs> I, and let me let me go back before your co-host calls me it, like uh, <laughs> anything is better than nothing. So mm-hmm. but and you also have to take it a kid. If if the kid watches the Taekwondo or the karate or the Jukundo, whatever, the, you know, and Kung Fu, whatever it is, if he if he's if that's if that's what he's interested in, because that's what he's interested in, then that's what you have to get him in. You have to go where the interest lies. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on this. Robin, this is your show. <laughs> we kind of hijacked <laughs> can, it there. No, no. Can you take your show back, please. <laughs> we're just no. gonna wreck it. <laughs> no, it's it's yeah. I mean, I I like I said, I don't know a ton about each individual uh, martial arts, and it's good to hear what some people think, which is better than the other. So yeah, and I mean. Uh, cr- kids enrolling in karate uh, and different martial arts is really obviously very related to this movie. So uh, how well these guys are trained. I just, again, I think it's Miyagi has got the experience. Um, I think he's got real training as opposed to whatever crease is training them. I mean, uh, so I, you know, but again, I don't, I, I wish I knew more about, about each of their trainings to weigh them against each other. But I just, I, I'm, I, I love the surprise of this scene, you know, and as a kid, it brings me back to seeing a kid, being a kid and being like, oh, man, look at this old man. Just like <laughs> throw these guys right down. These guys are so scary moments ago. And this old man just moves through them. And, and gosh, I would have loved. I mean, I'm sure like as a kid, I saw a trailer for Karate Kid and they like showed all this stuff like trailers are terrible for that. So mm-hmm. but I would love to be a kid and just like kind of follow this movie. Huh, this is a. Uh, Nice old maintenance guy. He's a little grumpy at first, but yeah, he seems nice, you know. And oh, he's helping him with the trees. Oh, that that's good. The team has got like a little friend. To him. And all of a sudden, just like, boom, he comes in and just lays waste to all these bullies that we've been scared about for you know these past like forty minutes. So yeah, th- this is a, a cheer, a crowd cheer moment, you know, in the yeah. movies for the first. This time is Yoda stepping out in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Pulls the robe back and just like the, the lightsaber flies with the other hand and the entire crowd just goes crazy. 
Because, you know, who knew Yoda could do this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you <laughs> guys ever was... um, ever get in a conversation about um, about who the actual hero of this movie is? And, like, is there any conversation about it actually being Miyagi as the hero of the movie? I, I feel like the general consensus, at least what I'm thinking, is that Daniel is kind of the hero of this one, and then Miyagi is the hero of the second one. Um, but... But, but if you take... If you give me one second here, like Miyagi, Miyagi takes takes Daniel, makes Daniel what he is, through yeah. you know through hard work, discipline, you know, um, he's you know, like you chores. look at ch- chores, painting. So chores. Um, <laughs> you look at, at what Kreese does, like he's he could be the villain and Miyagi could be the hero. This could actually yeah. be movie between those two as opposed to Daniel and 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 Johnny. Right. They're like you know they they've they've made these two like. You know, and and in the end, Miyagi changes everybody. He he not only changes Daniel, but he changes the other side, like Johnny at the end too. Oh boy, sorry. Wow, but the, you know, in a way, <laughs> and and then in the beginning of the second one, I you know yeah. finishes off. But you know, Miyagi changes changes everybody in this. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're if you're a kid, like if you're well, not I'm not a kid, a kid, but if you're watching this and you said like this, this kind of inspired a lot of people to to be like, I want to go to karate now, right? You you want to go because of Miyagi. When you see an old man like that jump the fence and beat the kids up, you're like, that's <laughs> what I want. It's not Daniel. Daniel doesn't want, inspire me to go to karate. Miyagi inspired me to go to karate. I don't know. I mean, Daniel is trained uh, and uh, wins the All-Valley Under-18 uh, ch- tournament uh, in, in just like a couple of months. It's uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I always like was like, oh, man, so – so my parents are right. If I do all my chores, I will, <laughs> I will be a karate master. Gosh, this Miyagi movie's got, crazy. <laughs> Miyagi got his house painted, his cars waxed, his, his deck sanded, his fence painted, fence paint, yeah. and changed lives forever. Like, and, yeah. and created, you know, come on, he's a hero. It's a nice wholesome movie about slave labor. <laughs> uh. All right, so back to the action. Uh, so Miyagi catches Dutch's fist, kicks him in the stomach, and then whirls around real quick, and back kicks him in the stomach again. <laughs> so Dutch is down. And then, oh, it's Jimmy! Uh, he comes oh. at him with a, a right front kick. Miyagi catches it and then just kicks him in the groin while holding his leg. <sighs> and then just <laughs> sweeps the left leg out. And then Miyagi kicks him one more time in the stomach while he's down. <laughs> Poor Jimmy. I, I've heard a lot of people say like this is this is this is real. This is this is this is what it's like to fight. Like the you don't there's no uh technical stuff, there's no dance stuff, there is there's no dancing around. There is just like how to quickly per- put a person down as fast as possible. And nine times out of ten, it's the groin. Ten times out of ten. Oh yeah. <laughs> nine times, Jesus, every time. Yeah. I love the uh, the the part like when, when before Johnny like comes at him after he puts yeah. Jimmy down, yeah. Like he he sets his sights on Johnny and his like his ready stance, like he's he's ready. You know, like his yeah. his legs are kind of like like going. His his arms are like in 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 the ready. Like I, I like that. That yeah. makes it look like a like a real martial artist. Uh, yeah, Fumi and Johnny. No, not Johnny. Very the, quick. <laughs> Miyagi's uh Miyagi's stunt double. Yeah. Well he is a real martial artist. I know, but but you, you actually see it in that mm-hmm. when that ready position there. 
that, that, it, that like that doesn't look that's not choreographed is what I'm saying. Right. Right. And Miyagi's sequence against Johnny with the where he blocks the kick and then the blocks yeah. the two punches and that, like that's a beautiful, beautiful sequence right there, man. Of blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, and I love like right before like like he's doing Miyagi's getting ready and it's like I don't know. It reminds me of like like a Mike Tyson's punch out or like Mortal Kombat where like each player like you bring them on and they're doing their little thing. Johnny's little thing is kind of like jogging in place a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> just to get himself all pumped up. Yeah, he does. He does a little ready ready get up too. Yeah. I, I will. Uh, I have to wait. Jump in real fast when I yeah. was trashing karate a few minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. One <laughs> what, what of uh, learning how to strike and learning how to block are obviously you know huge advantages in a standing fight. Um, so I do say the karate was good for that. Like when you're doing blocking exercises in karate, like they're you know they're at full speed and they you can get them up to you know to where they're really uh, you're really working. Yeah. Uh, but learn in addition to learning in my opinion what you know jujitsu would be the number one like learning how to punch learning how to kick and learning how to block are uh are invaluable mm-hmm. right is that the right invaluable is that right yeah are very sure. valuable skills to learn so mm-hmm. it's not all bad uh so yeah miyagi uh takes him down like flips him flips him over his back and then takes him and and i love how the camera kind of switches position and now we're now we see pat morita again yep <laughs> And he and Pat Morita just simply kneels next to him and then karate chops him in the chest, which I don't know Were you guys when you see something like that. Do you go? Oh, yeah, that's a finishing move. Like, that's a that's a that'll stop him. Like if you see somebody getting karate chopped in the chest real quick. No, (laughs) (laughs) it it doesn't seem like especially well, except for maybe Jimmy, who got kicked, blasted in the nuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem like any of these were really like like lay you out for a, an extended period of time <laughs> shots. Oh, except for oh. Jimmy. Except oh. for Jimmy, he should get up until be, Christmas. You must be uh, you must be queuing me up because I got something from the 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 script the the original version. This is how it was supposed to go. I know uh, I'm a professional podcaster, Robin, and I lob you up that softball and you oh. knock it out of the park. <laughs> it says. Johnny, the last one left standing, charges madly. The mystery figure somersaults towards him, shooting his leg up into Johnny's exposed groin. Johnny stops dead, choking, and crumbles. <laughs> wow. Choking. Because <laughs> his, his balls were sent straight up to his throat? <laughs> yes, maybe. Yeah, they're, they're ringing in his ears at this point. <laughs> uh but yeah, I was just gonna say about the the karate chop. Um, I just think it looks kind of weak. But then I remember in Karate Kid Part Two that that one karate chop will break through a log. Mm. So that was true. There's a lot of power in there. They're just not seeing. <laughs> yeah, it breaks through a lot of boards and bricks. So, you guys are in law enforcement. Let me ask you this: <laughs> Would you arrest Miyagi for this? <laughs> Hmm. Um, this this would go under what we call mutual fight. Yeah. Um. You know, there's there's you know there's it's you have an assault which is a crime, but you don't really make arrest on mutual fights. You know. Mm-hmm. So this would kind of, I would kind of say this falls under that category. I would guess. Or right? I mean, he's also 
they come into the defense of a you know a helpless person. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's he's I Miyagi's mean, well within his yeah within his um rights. Right. Yeah. And I, I a thing that this movie gets a little teased about is that you know uh, I mean gosh it's really really bad in the uh, in the remake but this is an older man beating up a couple of underage kids. <laughs> now well, when you the, look at it that way <laughs> <laughs> in the remake Jackie Chan like tussles with like several 12 year olds which is <laughs> really awful but uh this isn't that bad i mean they look like full-grown adults i mean they the actors really are but uh, these these, these are, are also schoolers. you you also have to take in the fact that that you know that these are these are black belts in karate these kids supposedly mm-hmm. you know They're so it's not like weapons. miyagi just went to went to the playground and started beating kids up <laughs> <laughs> he's fighting kids although i would watch that another movie but i mean this is you know you're 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 fighting someone who who should have less without the experience a similar skill set as you um so i I have no problem with it i wouldn't arrest anybody here and and let me tell you what else when i got to this call and i found daniel beat up as bad as he is and i went to the other guys and i said you know what happened here and they and and one of them stepped forward and said well listen i was in the bathroom and the kid put a hose (laughs) over the thing and got me soaking wet well then I'd be like, oh well, all right, no, no arrest here. Everybody, carry on, go on your way. <laughs> oh, he he deserved this. That's what he, he deserved. <laughs> I mean, does Daniel get any sort of credit with the police force for stopping an ace degenerate from smoking a joint in the high school bathroom? Like, does Daniel get deputized for this? Well, <laughs> that's, I was gonna say what Jay's explaining it. Like, you know, if, if I'm the cop and he's like, yeah, he got me wet when I was, uh, <laughs> when you were what, son? <laughs> when you were what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Daniel is a founding member of Dare in his in his high school. <laughs> this is this is like a wash. Like I would look at I would look at Johnny and say you shouldn't been rolling to join the bathroom. I would look at Daniel and say you shouldn't put the hose on him. Um, and then I would say you know Johnny, you shouldn't have beat him up this bad. And then you know Miyagi, you shouldn't have come over and beat up a bunch of kids. You should have you know you could have done the same thing if you yelled from a distance like hey, you know stop it yeah you know yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. So why didn't Miyagi just call the cops? You could have just well, called Dan, the cops. Daniel might be, to do. He would have been in serious trouble at this point. Yeah. So this, you know, this is just kind of like you take a report and everybody goes home. In my opinion. So for the third time in this movie, we see Daniel crumpled on the ground, semi-conscious. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. Back to New Jersey. <laughs> he's probably got. Out of all the times he's been punched in the face, he might have some some level of H. What is that? CTE. H D. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with with the H, <laughs> but it's like I know he does talk to his mother about going back to New Jersey. But do you just go home at some point? Like, mom, we've been here for like two months. I've I've been beat up three times. <laughs> yeah, can we get the hell out of here? Here's a clue: it's not all been bike accidents, like I've been saying. <laughs> like you got a waitressing <laughs> job back in, in New Jersey. Yeah. Well, yeah. right now you're good. And he's been uh, here for like a month. Three <laughs> severe beatings within a month. Mom, I've been beat up so many times since we've been here. <laughs> well, actually, no, it's been it was twice within the first couple weeks, and it was like six weeks of Daniel hiding, and now it's it, this is like an epic beating here. <laughs> well, they they need six weeks of beatings to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and uh, so we get this uh, POV shot from Daniel where it's just 
Miyagi, his back to him, kind of like turning left to right, like making sure that nobody's getting up. Scanning, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he has a little camera trick is uh, they use Vaseline in the lens. Oh. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> it looks very Question mysterious. <laughs> looks very mysterious. Uh, we then go back to Daniel, who is now passed out. Um uh, Miyagi checks him and uh, then hoists Daniel up onto his uh, left shoulder. Um, and uh, just so you know, uh, I mean, Mi- Miyagi says, Miyagi got you. And uh, uh, Pat Morita is actually carrying him for real. Ralph is probably a pretty light guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like he's 115 pounds. Yeah. I love the fact that it is just like a punchline to this entire thing, no pun intended, but... Miyagi just kind of reaches up and just quickly takes the chain mm. off the chip fence and opens it like he didn't Daniel need to, like, Daniel Daniel needs to climb it. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but they then change the shot. We kind of pan back and see from the point of view of the pile of skeletons <laughs> and that now uh, now Miyagi has him on his right shoulder. So oh, continuity. Got him. Uh, <laughs> so that's pretty much it. We kind of leave the the Cobra Kai's uh, writhing in pain, um, and uh, that's that's uh, the end of our epic, uh, iconic battle beat or down. beating beatdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have anything else for this particular minute. Mm, don't believe so. No. Oh. Look at my notes. Trash karate. No, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give out full address at the end of podcast (laughs) to all offended Taekwondo students. Um, When this airs, your feed is going to be filled with people that want to fight me, I think. Karate. (laughs) Again, I I respect the art. Uh, Well, you know, William Zapka did have to deal with the same kind of uh, stuff after this movie. A lot of people, especially since he he actually took took karate uh, after completing this movie, like for real, and uh, and so many people were like like dying to fight Johnny. <laughs> so, uh, so we constantly hear on this show, and you know, anytime Karate Kid kind of comes up, that this movie is just basically Rocky again. And I, I kind of get offended at that because I don't think it is, but there are a lot of similarities uh, between the two movies. And I figure you guys are perfect, uh, perfect to talk to you about what Rocky, the franchise, Rocky, the character has in uh, common with uh, the, the Karate Kid. So shall we get into it? Uh, what? <laughs> you had mentioned, I think, at the beginning of the week, uh, we got the same director. Mm-hmm. Um Abelson went on to not d- to direct any more Rockies until Rocky five. Mm-hmm. You guys I know think, that, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think he didn't, he didn't do Rocky three because of this movie. I want to say I, did he do two? No, he, no, no, he didn't do two, but, but Stallone wanted to bring him back to do three, three. And he didn't because of this, I believe. Yeah, I think they were coming out around this. I mean, this is this is '84, so he'd have been working on it in '83. So that's right around Rocky Three was probably uh, finished, right? No, Rocky Three was in '82. Oh, okay. So I don't. Rocky I could be lying. '85. '85. 
five, yeah. So maybe. Maybe you yeah. just didn't want to do it. <laughs> Who the hell knows? <laughs> I, I came to this conversation totally unprepared. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> uh, some of it is just con- kind of common knowledge. But yeah, Avelson actually uh, didn't direct uh, Rocky 2, II, Rocky 3, but he did cor- direct Karate Kid 2, Karate Kid 3. So interesting. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, same composer, Bill mm-hmm. Conti, mm-hmm. the great. Uh, he composed. Uh, Karate Kids one through four, and Rockies one through three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, did you know they both have a song by Survivor? <laughs> yes. Uh, what else this, you got? Well, yeah. the song uh, "Moment of Truth" was was uh, is is the one you know because "Eye of the Tiger" is the, the big one for them for Rocky, but "Moment of Truth" is the not very famous one, but <laughs> for a Karate Kid. But the funny thing about that, I don't know if you guys knew, um, that Moment of Truth was originally written for Rocky III. Uh, that's um, You're the Best Around? You're the no. Best Around? No, that was, it was Moment of Truth. I, I, don't, I don't know what that one is then. That's the Moment of Truth. The thrill of it all. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, well, um, You're the Best Around by Joe Esposito was written for the opening montage for Rocky III. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and I, uh, I haven't actually and, researched that song yet. So, and Stallone went to Survivor and asked them to write write uh, a song, and they came out with "Eye of the Tiger." So imagine how differently that could have been. I don't. Yeah, you're the best around. It's such like a cheesy song, and, and I I guess Rocky Three has its cheesy moments, but that's it's such like an upbeat. Like I don't know, "Eye of the Tiger." Think, think so of the old. It does, but think of the the opening montage of Rocky Three is just him kicking everybody's ass. (laughs) Oh, it's the flashback of the uh, the previous movies. It's it's the uh, the um, uh, the the title defenses that Rocky. Oh right. Yeah, uh, that's that actually reminds me. That's another thing uh, that we have in common is that our minute by minute podcasts. Uh, at the beginning of each sequel, we have to then cover several minutes of what happened in the last oh, movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Do you know? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, uh, look, the last couple minutes I cursed the one. It's okay. Johnny said it in the bathroom when he got hosed. So um, we'll let that one slide. <laughs> I looked at while we're having this conversation. I Googled, um, I got the uh, Wikipedia page for the song. You're the best around. Yeah. And, um, do you know what other movie it was supposed to, it was originally written for Rocky three. It was replaced by eye of the tiger. And it would then it was supposed to be in another movie and then was replaced. You know what else it was supposed to be in? What? Flashdance. And it was replaced <laughs> by the song Maniac. Wow. Oh my god. Her like jogging in place on the floor yes. to you're the best around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that, that Maniac, that song like goes right in with that that goes right along with that that moment in the movie. I, that's yeah. funny. Um <laughs> some bellow. Uh, some, some other similarities or some other things that they share, uh, you know, basically, you know, a lot of, uh, Avelson's crew, uh, cinematographer, the gaffer, the casting director, the production designer, they all, uh, were in Rocky worked for Rocky and then went on to work for Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, one fun fact that I discovered, uh, when, uh, Lucille is working in the restaurant, uh, we hear 
her, her manager kind of yelled to her like, Hey, Lucille, come on. You know, um, it turns out, let's see. Now I've gotten that fact disputed because it, okay. At the beginning of Rocky, uh, Rocky is called a bum 82 mm-hmm. times in mm-hmm. Rocky. <laughs> yep. That's, that's about it. Yep. One of the, one of the first you're a bum happens during that opening match. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a lady's voice that goes, you're a bum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently that's, that's either the same, that same manager of the, of Lucille's restaurant, or actually I heard it. I read another place that it was Lucille herself is the Randy Heller who plays Lucille, uh, was somebody John Avildsen had put that voice in there, but really? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> That, we, we talked about that lady too a lot and we like i i couldn't find out who she was yeah, i i read something it was either it's either that manager the actress and standing in the background that i read something like she uh she had a history with avildsen just working for him and doing different things but it's great and then i've read it's randy heller but i don't know uh what else so, yes, so things like that overlap you know production yeah. wise um but yeah. it, but people saying that this is a remake of Rocky, what, because it's like the underdog story that rises to the challenge. I think that's yeah. it. There's a hundred movies like that. Uh, I think some of my notes I took was like, okay, it's an underdog story. So it's a nobody that has to get ready for a big fight in a short amount of time. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's like, you know, Apollo isn't like this scary bully, like Apollo is is really a character of himself so mm-hmm. it, i think more of a character than than johnny is in this movie i hate to say it but um you kind of know apollo's motivations a little bit more yeah and and it's apollo's not not nearly the you know the the a-hole that johnny is yeah but you can yeah. also say that they're both um not only do they have a short time to get ready for the fight they're both fighting um basically who is the top in their each respective situations like apollo's the champion Johnny's the returning, you know, champion. Mm-hmm. So they're either fighting the person who's at the top of the game in each of their respective situations. Okay. Right. Okay. There's a bit of a, a kind of a argument I've had back and forth, not really argument, but d- debate about how Karate Kid ends with Daniel winning <laughs> and Rocky ending with mm-hmm. it's, you know, a, a draw, uh, I think a technical victory with Apollo, I think, or something like that. Uh, he won correct on decision. Many times. Yeah. <laughs> he won. Yeah. 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 So like if you had to do Rocky all over again, and I understand that like Rocky two is almost just like the next part in, in the story and that you get your victory at the end of that. But mm-hmm. if two, three, four, go on like it was just rocky in this universe like would you want him to get that victory like daniel does at the end or would you be happy that he just like he went he went the distance okay you want to feel this one um i would say <laughs> um i mean he doesn't we keep saying this all along but really what it's really irrelevant what happens at the end of that of that fight mm-hmm. um you know life's about the journey not the destiny yeah <laughs> it, it, it's really it doesn't matter like it was it was that, you know, all he wanted to do was go the distance. He did what he set out to do. So it, he's a winner in the end anyway. And like Apollo, even though even though Apollo wins the fight, Apollo's the loser. Rocky's the winner when you when you break it down. So it really doesn't matter it to me. I don't yeah. I don't he doesn't have to win the fight. Yeah. And I, I would say it wouldn't have made the, the movie better. It actually might have 
might have uh, brought it down a little bit because, you know, Rocky's journey, Rocky's, uh, you know, his victory was going the distance. And yeah. if you when you watch Rocky, you'll see in the end, like the announcing Apollo as the winner was almost in the background because yeah. it, it was so unimportant to, to the matter, story. Right? Yeah, it didn't even matter. So so I think it would have diminished the movie a little bit if you if you had Rocky winning in the end. And it's, it's like, you know, further, you, oh, go ahead. To further my, um, I'm not going to bad, bad karate anymore, but here's <laughs> Daniel who who did some fucking, yard, oh, damn it. Shut <laughs> it. I think Skype cut out, so no worries. Here's, <laughs> here's, here's Daniel who did some household chores and then beat a black belt in the tournament. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, I know me and Doug, we talk about jujitsu a lot because we have some experience in it, and I've done a lot of research. Like, you're not gonna gonna do gonna train like three months of jujitsu and then go beat a black belt in a tournament. <laughs> you're gonna get yourself killed. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so it, it made Rocky a little more realistic because you you wouldn't have expected him to beat Apollo. Just the fact that he was there at the end of the of the of the round, the 15 rounds was yeah. was was a phenomenal phenomenal, you know, feat. Um, but I love watching Daniel win the fight and the song yeah. starts and Allie runs out in her knee-high socks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I thought that this is another thing I was trying to think of, like the love interests. Like, uh, you know, it, it seems that they both have um, girls that are by their sides. Uh, that it's not it's not like they're they're winning the girl to the the. the that's part of the victory. They've already got the girl. They got the girl in their corner. I mean, Adrian is a little bit more stubborn about it, but it, mm-hmm. it, Rocky takes a, a lot more uh, beating in the ring. Yeah, I see. So it's not like they're fighting for the girl's honor or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Huh? Fight for your honor. That, yeah, it's Karate Kid 2. a song. He <laughs> fights for her honor in Karate Kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Gloria Love was originally supposed to play as the robot came out singing singing to Louie, but they ended up changing it to Happy Birthday. Um, that that was made up, listeners. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, other comparisons. Oh, uh, I I said uh, I thought Italian heritage. I think they both have uh, uh, that that heritage. Uh, in fact, actually, um, uh, Daniel Larusso was supposed to be Daniel Weber, and then Ralph Macchio was cast, and they were like, well. We gotta, we gotta change. Weber. <laughs> yeah, he's far too tan to be a Weber. Mm-hmm. I, I think the 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 characters of Daniel and Rocky are too far apart for there to be, like you know, Rocky wouldn't have done, you know, the, the it wasn't as much of a twerp as as Daniel was. <laughs> like Rocky was a humble guy. He, you know, he Daniel was a little arrogant for mm-hmm. someone who shouldn't have been. And Daniel was a kid too, so I guess that plays into a little bit. But yeah, I, I don't think the character of Daniel and the character of Rocky have any similarities whatsoever, other than, you know, they had a short time to train and they, you know, did what they did. And they also, I, you could have say a little bit of unconventional training tactics. I mean, Rocky, yeah, a chicken and you know, <laughs> punching the meat. And, and Rocky, when Mickey was had him chasing the chicken, Rocky was like, you know, like what is this really not like? You know, he didn't really see what. He, what he was gaining from that like he didn't think it was a legitimate thing he thought it was a waste of time he didn't think it was worth it and daniel yeah. was the same way in the beginning where he didn't he thought he was just you know doing his chores and you know that was it he didn't think it was anything he was learning anything at the time and you later on realized he was <clears throat> same thing with rocky yeah. in a way speaking of like uh 
some another comparison I found was like they both have these old charismatic coaches who are hesitant to train them at first and then then they get into it. They they see the kid's spirit and they and they decide that they're going to they're going to train them and mm-hmm. then they employ those strange techniques. <laughs> but, um, but even in that in that regard like um I completely lost my train of thought. Well, Rocky does come up with the side of beef on his own. It's not like Mickey teaches him that one. But the chicken is the one I'm thinking of. Like, right. is, are there any other like weird things that Mickey has Rocky do other than just kind of train in the ring? I, I don't think so. I don't just remember. chicken around. It's just chicken. I I also compared the two. I was like, well, they're both kind of like a bit naive and childlike. <laughs> uh, uh, I noted at the beginning of the movie, like like Daniel Daniel sees this you know, this poor dog sitting there and he goes up and gets him a bowl of water and comes down and pets it. And I like, I was like, Oh, they're both, uh, they're both animal lovers. Maybe that's, <laughs> um, uh, they're both not pros in the sport. And then suddenly they're thrust into a championship fight. Hmm. Yeah, uh, that's true. True. Oh, I, interesting thing. Daniel's new in town fighting a local kid and now versus Apollo is new in town fighting a local bum <laughs> <laughs> bum from the neighborhood. Uh, another difference I found was like, like Daniel's got the crane kick. Like does Rocky have a signature move that he, that he throws devastating body shots? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah. I can't think of any other thing. This is, but an interesting piece of trivia I found in a, a interview with Ralph Macchio, I, I figured I'd bring up in this topic is uh, Ralph said that he and John Avildsen got pulled into a pitch meeting where someone had an idea of having a years later crossover between Karate Kid and Rocky. So basically it would be Rocky and Daniel training their own kids to be fighters and then discovering through tracing each of their personal lineages back through time that it turns out that the LaRussos and the Balboas came from the same family in Italy. Oh, Jesus. And the guy pitching it was like, this is going to be a huge movie. You have to get behind this. And Appleton and Macchio were like, mm, nah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't imagine Stallone having anything to do with that either. No, no. He is very protective over the character. And if there's anything that would make Rocky look foolish, you know, he, he would not be on board with that. <laughs> All right. God. Well. Uh, I, I kind of run out of the stuff that I had written down, the similarities, differences, but, uh, it's just, I, having you guys on, uh, uh, it, I, I had to get it. That, that's a definitely a topic that I wanted to talk to you about. So yeah, it was yeah. a good little, uh, deep dive into it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, after a long arduous week of Rocky minute meeting karate kid minute, I just wanted to say you guys are the best around, but we got to fly now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining us <laughs> thanks for having us thank you uh one more time let's let folks know where to find you and uh you know please let your listeners know where to find me <laughs> uh we're rocky minute um you can search rocky minute which might lead you to our old feed on doing genre but we're now uh, part of the sylvester stallone fan podcast network so if you want to find us and catch up on uh, seasons one and two search for the sylvester stallone fan podcast network uh we got full seasons of rocky one and two finished working on season three and lots of stallone movies in between yeah um, 
Um, cool. Well, thanks again. Uh, tune in next week, everybody, for Daniel's very first tea ceremony. And <laughs> until next time, the enemy deserves no mercy. Yeah.